can't be serious, man. You cannot be serious. Oh. <laughs> Holy <laughs> fucking oh, I love it. <laughs> we should videotape that bit. Never get the hang of it. Uh, you might have heard the uh, end theme being played and I might have let out an expletive. I hope it didn't go across because sometimes kiddies listen to this and we... What did you say, you ruddy? When we... R- I, said, I said... Ruddy problems. Mm. And I shouldn't have said when the uh, man was fucked up the bottom in the... Uh, he was ruddied. ...sanctimonious <laughs> office of... Uh, the, the, I should have said he was having... Um, uh, well, not oral sex. Well, he probably had had that beforehand, just to lubricate his memory. Coitus interruptus. Yeah. Anyhow, so I don't know where they get Moving along. So if the kids are listening. Uh, <coughs> so I wanted to finish out the shout-outs because we... He would be listening, Dr Ben Fordham, MD. Now, look, he, we, 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 he's a doctor. He, is, he has a Hippocratic Oath. That's what doctors have. Right. They have to abide by the Hippocratic Oath. Mm. I saw a program yesterday, they don't have to do it anymore. anymore. The last three years, I don't think they have, have they? No. So they can just kill people if they wish. Since well. COVID. <laughs> exactly. It's, well, we've gone Dr. Goebbels on everybody. Dr. Mengele. Well, speaking of COVID, Robbie Peterson, the man who has just been vindicated, he said there's a court case going on in New Zealand where a man was taken to court and he's been found not guilty for, for disseminating all that information about COVID, uh, which was against what the government policy was, and he's been found not guilty, and they said it's changed the whole dynamic of what's going on in New Zealand, and it's a forerunner and a precursor of what's going on in the world. I digress. Dr Ben Fordham, who's away, I think, on furlough with his wife. Are we allowed to mention her name? Jody and uh, his kids. I don't know what his kids' names are. Buster and Bruiser. What Keaton. are they? You've been up there. You've almost they're a house guest there, Ivan. Yeah, cooking Christmas lunch. Goldie, you don't tell me. You're going no, up no, there. no, no. Right. No, I'm. I'm actually for holidays. I'm actually going up to New South Wales. Going camping. If you were driving up for Christmas lunch with the doctor, I would have let. You, I would have stolen the tyres off your car. Uh, so. <laughs> So, Dr. Fordham, MD, it was managing Don, but I, I, I'm not sure. I think that's a, that's a, I think that's a, 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 um, a pursuit that I think he should cease. But we've now we're calling him Lord, Lord, ah. Lord Fordham, Lord Fordham, Viceroy, Chancellor. out of the peerage, and Lady, or Lady Bar- Baroness. Oh, yeah, Baroness, I don't know how it works. Uh, Marquise, Jody, Baroness. Jody got a bit of a ring to it, didn't it? Baroness Jody and uh, Lord Fordham, but he is a doctor in 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 in, in sick. They say that in sick. In brackets, we could change it to MD Muff Doctor. <laughs> Sue, jeez, working beautifully now. That's extraordinary. Thank your mother and father not listening to this. Um, <laughs> Muff Doctor. Uh, <laughs> um, he would have doctor in parentheses. Do you know what parentheses are? Do you know what instruments? Par- no, they're brackets. brackets. Oh yeah. Okay, gotcha. That's so like yep. there was. A, you know, I, yes, I, I remember yes, where this. people. Do I remember this because there was a man who had bow legs was walking down the street, and the bloke said, 
who's that matter of man is this that wears his balls in parenthesis? <laughs> so he's got his yes, agates yeah, in I parenthesis. Can picture it now. So Dr. Ben Law. Fordham, MD, in brackets, in parenthesis, Lord and Baroness. So he could put that on his card. And a very a good um, person <coughs> who listens to us, a doctor, a... Uh, we, we can mention he's a doctor. He is actually a doctor. He's he an is. orthopedic surgeon called Barney McCusker. Is he the a... guy that shakes a bit? No, no. Don said he shook. Uh, did you know how Don met Barney McCusker? Don was going up on an... an, an this is true. On an... Yeah. On an Estatford, which is a, a country jamboree with his horses. And he pulled in Barney. I'm not allowed to say where Barney uh, lives Lips, because yeah. it's, uh, you can't give uh, advertisements out for the medical profession. At Mount Gambier he lives. And uh, <laughs> he, he was going past Barney's uh, farm or his acreage and Don thought he'd like to feed the horses so he pulled the truck up and he let the ramp down and the horses got out. He opened the gate. They walked out and they were eating silage and hay off his property and Barney came down in the Mercedes. He said, hey. And he said, what are you doing? He said, I'm feeding the horses. He said, you what? He said, I'm feeding the horses. He said, do you know where you're feeding them? And he said, yeah, right here. He said, no. He says, this is my property, mate. What are you doing? He said, oh. He said, do you mind if I uh, feed the, the horses? horses? He said, now you've got that round the wrong way. How about you drive up to the house first and ask me and then... And then we'll discuss so it. So they've become best of friends. Don was is that pinching. how they met? That's how they met. Don was pinching his hay. Yeah. And, Bar and Barney's been a very good contributor to us. And he's just sent a very, very interesting thing about climate change and the sun and the reaction of the tides and solar flares and... On, on climate, because we're on about this, a natural climate change, a natural hazard by William Kaninmonth. Mm -hmm. And uh, the climate hoax is, the absolute hoax it is, uh, mm -hmm. the great Donald Trump is now calling it the Green New Hoax. Great the Green lie. New Scam. Because no, there's the green money new in it. Scam. There's money in it, that's why. Oh, oh yeah. Billions in it. So... And, and so we're just giving a shout-out to those people. And while we're on Barney McCusker's article, which he sent me and he sent it to The Australian that got published, to back up William Kaninmonth, I read this on the... I read this on the... Um, Google machine. On the machine. Yep. Yes. It said they had the biggest solar flare that came out of the sun for the last eight years. It was a huge solar flare... Yep which was an extreme danger to uh, radio signals yeah, and, yeah, and frequencies yep, and absolutely. planes flying around the yep. planet. And they said it had a marked effect on storm activity and um, cyclones. And there we are. William Kaninmoth said mm. the great contributor to climate change is, is the reaction between the sun, the moon, the tides yep. and the wind and all this other nonsense... And He's while nonsense. I'm on it, while I'm on it, I'm sorry just to, uh, I want to ask you a question in a minute, Dick, but while I'm on it, have a, you, you, now I know you think I make this up, it said, they said breathing, they've done, breathing, yep, yep. breathing I know, yep. contributes 0.01 to yep. 
So we've got to stop breathing, do we? May. Uh, it doesn't quite say that, but it says... <laughs> breathing pr- control. Pr- pr- it, 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 it adds to a 0.01 of um, greenhouse gases. Ooh. Breathing. Yeah. And they said, you can't <laughs> stop breathing, but could you... Just breathe a little less. Do, do you do, do in your activities that... In your activities, could you not do things that cause you to breathe? Do you think I'm making this up? And they want to do... They want to do climate lockdowns. They want to lock us in a house over the climate. And wait for this. And it said, and the final part of the study was they said that females over 30 years of age hmm. exhale more methane... Than men, and methane is like cows fart. Yeah, and yeah. They said females over thirty exhale more methane than men, maybe because there's another orifice for it to come out of. I don't know. How would you how would you quantify that? Gives a new ring to imagine, verbal diarrhoea, doesn't it? Government grant. <laughs> <laughs> I just think this is you no, know. But, 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 seriously, yeah, it's anti-human. It's ridiculous. You know, and they want to get rid of cows and things. And it's like, as you said before, it's the sun, it's the ocean, it's volcanoes. Yep. It's volcanoes. Did yeah. you see I mean, the thing that's gone up in Ireland? Yeah. yeah. Uh, in Iceland. Yeah, Iceland. yeah. Right. I know. These yeah. are the contributors to the thing. Not, oh. What humans do is, is a fart in the wind, as um, one of Donald Trump's supporters uh, so aptly put it. And so in um, Washington, D.C., yes. once again, you can check all this out. You can get fined or put in jail if after the middle of 2024 you use petrol-driven leaf blowers. <laughs> petrol-driven, you God, know. Yeah, noisy. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, you go yeah. and get some yep. two-stroke f- yep. petrol yeah, and you put it in there and you blow leaves off your path. Why you need to blow leaves off your path if the leaf blows beyond mm-hmm. me, but that's not the point. Yep. You can be fined or put in jail if you are a recidivist. <laughs> if you keep breaking the law... By using petrol-driven, fuel-driven, fossil-fuel-driven leaf blowers. It's like they've gotten rid of plastic bags at the supermarket. You've noticed that, right? But everything you buy is wrapped in plastic. So the one item you're not allowed to have wrapped in plastic is a bag? I mean, it's just ridiculous. It's like every item you buy is wrapped in plastic. If you get a six-pack of Red Bull or whatever, that comes wrapped in plastic. Everything's wrapped in plastic. But you can't have one more plastic bag? And then you get a paper bag, and if you put, say, three... I don't know, 1.25. More than than two items, the thing collapses. What about dingers and frangers? Are they plastic or they're prophylactic? They are plastic for the... But you can probably get pigskin. That was the way they used to do it. What do we get? Paper frangers. Paper, yeah. And you'd have to withdraw withdraw pretty quickly in case it it leaked through the sort of the uh, soggy soggy paper. We could do some tests on on the show, you know. Go to the science department of... You can't be serious. to produce any semen at the table here. I'm a dry blur. Anyhow, um, <laughs> yeah, we could have bamboo condoms or something. I don't know. We could put them over our head and scare the kids. Now, <laughs> and as someone said, did you know what the knob on the end of a condom's for? No. That's a stand-on to get it off. <laughs> now, now, now listen. <laughs> now, just a minute. Before I ask you, Dick, about something which I was fascinated by, I'm okay. going to have one more go. Australia Day is coming up. It's not quite coming up yet, but it's on the 26th. That's called, that's called, um, 
what, what did I say it's called? Settlement Day. That's when... Our National when Day. people came out and made this country what it is today. Made it great. Despite what anyone says, yep. they made this country what it is today. And we give respects and we all that, but we don't need to give the ceremony and welcome to country. That is an anachronism. We can get rid of that, but we just take it as one, that we're all one people and thanks for being here, all of us. Uh, but so Australia Day is now usually celebrated a couple of days before Australia Day at uh, Government House. Yep. But the new Governor General, Margaret Margaret Gardner, Marg, who is the... Marge. Uh, hmm? Marge. Marjorie. Yeah, that's it. It's not Marjorie, it's not Margaret. No, it is. It is. I'm, just, I'm giving her a short name just as a joke. Marge. I'm you just making it... fucking idiot. <laughs> pretty much... <laughs> She sounds like a person off the ABC. She does, doesn't, doesn't she? Marjorie she should be on Gardner. The pa- you know, the panel. She should be with, with Alan Seal. <laughs> Q&A. Alan. Spiders. He had a whistle. And every time he spoke, the dog that I was used to live with, he used to come and sit by the radio. He thought he was whistling him. Um... So Government House are having Australia Day celebrations. When do you reckon they're having them? It should be on the 26th. Or, or, or a couple of days or before, or two, just yeah, to close. show that you're yeah, preempted yeah. on the, the eve of. Yeah. No, they're having them on the 30th of January this year. Yeah. Why would After. you reckon that would be? So it doesn't Political draw, Would you correctness. think it would be so it doesn't draw attention to the fact that we are actually celebrating Australia Day on Australia Day? Would you think that? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Anyhow, Marg, I uh, wonder why you've put it back to the uh, 30th, just so you don't have any blowback from all the protesters and all the fucking dribblers. Uh, so, so now one final thing. Yes. You'll, you'll love this question, Dick. When do you think it's OK to buy stolen cigarettes? When Let you... Let, let me Sorry. let me. When you find a good uh, a good dealer, I imagine. <laughs> so, so, cigarettes now. There's been a lot of torching of cigarette shops, and that because they import them and try and save the tax. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because cigarettes are sold are overseas for expensive. about three dollars fifty a packet. Exactly. And in, while in Thailand, we're not and advocating people to smoke, and it is a legal product. Mm-hmm. So they're three. They're sixty it's bucks a pack here now. Uh. When. So if they got the government said, oh, bugger it, we'll make them $200 a packet, when do you think it's okay to buy stolen cigarettes at a cheap price? Because you're not going to be gouged by the exploitation of a a thing that's legal. I think it's an attack upon the working class, Sam. I mean, you know, my father smoked and my grandfather smoked. You know, they were hard workers. They, you know, had hard jobs and, you know, they would drink and smoke. It was like the way they would let down their hair after work. You know what I mean? And And I think there are a lot of Australians like that. And the fact that the government is is ladling these taxes is a travesty and it's un-Australian and, and, um, and I think absolutely people have the right to go outside uh, the uh, No, but if system. it's 200 bucks to buy because they keep putting the tax up yeah. to... to, to uh, 200? To, more than that. No, but if they yeah. put Yeah, they're like $5 dollars in, no, in, they bought, in Bali or whatever. $200 mm-hmm. to buy mm-hmm. eventually because they kept putting the tax up mm-hmm. to, uh, to pay off all the debt that they've uh, attracted over the years. And, and the counter-argument, of course, is that smoking causes all the health problems and puts the strain on the health system because people go in there for lung cancer and have to be... They get all diseases and illnesses because mm-hmm. of smoking. And I, so I understand all that. Uh, 
but if it's illegal, if it's not legal, ban it. And then they say, oh well, it'll go underground and all that, and it's like cocaine. Why don't you make that legal? And then, so there we are. So, so when when I was younger, uh, one of my best memories was with my grandfather. We'd go up to Myrtleford, and that's where they have all the tobacco farms. Geez, mm. that was yeah. I just remember that nice so, smell. I think it's a right if people want to smoke, and um, you know, obviously there are health consequences, but like you know, it's just one of those things in life, you know. Um, Alcohol and cigarettes uh, can't really be banned, in my opinion, and it's ridiculous to do so. Well, look at prohibition. Remember, and I mean, do you know. remember New Zealand? Re- New Zealand had this legislation where they were going to phase out um, cigarettes for people from a certain year. Anyway, they went for two years. Just They've reneged on that. Cinta Ahern was going to ban smoking in New Zealand. She did. Not for, not for kids, for anyone. Yeah, yeah, after a certain uh, age period. And it would just continue on until the whole country is smoke-free. Now, now they've um, they've turned that around. They've yes, lost uh, a lot of money. So they, they lost that, the and she lost a job because of stupidity mm-hmm. like that. Now, Sue Stanley, OAM. Uh, I should have asked her this when I mentioned about the uh, government house. Uh, you get asked, as I understand it, to Australia Day, don't you, at government house? Because you're an OAM. Uh, well, I've been an Australia Day ambassador for over 25 years, probably about 27, 28 years. Well, so why haven't I asked you? You're the perfect person to ask, why have they... You mightn't want to say this, but well, why have they put it to the 30th and not on Australia Day? Is it to, uh, to, to just to sneak it by the people who say Australia Day shouldn't be on Australia Day? Or what? Or if they've given you a reason or you just turn up? Yeah, I only just come recently that, uh, to my knowledge, that we're getting uh, having the party after or the celebrations after it. Um, probably, as you said, to deflect, obviously, the Australia Day, which we should be celebrating. Uh, and I, that's what I do personally believe. I am Australian mm. and I just want to celebrate. And Look I love the, uh, the background, our history of our Indigenous culture, everything like that. Mm-hmm. However, when is it a day for us to celebrate? And if... Uh, you can't change history. I mean, most Aborigines I've met have had no problem with Australia Day. You know what I mean? It's just all been politicised by the ABC and these other left-wing journalists to create there's some kind of problem with Australia Day. And obviously the kind of left-wing Marxists at universities have been whipped up into this hysteria, which is similar to what they're being whipped up to into an hysteria over climate change. You know, it's like, it's like this gang of hysteric um, you know, lunatics I'm yet that to understand society pays way too much attention to. I'm yet to understand why, if someone, someone can tell me why, and he did culture can tell me why we can't celebrate it on that day or give us an alternative that we can so that we can basically just celebrate a day well, that we love. Well, if no. you have an alternative, what's the point? At that, if, if Australia does when people came here and made this country what it is, along with the people who are here, wh- well, what's it's one the point day of having it on a different day? If it's, 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 it's not like having your birthday on a different day to when your birthday is, isn't it? Mm. It, mm. Is. it, it is. It is true. Well, we had a man. Give us a yeah. reason. We had a man in here, exactly. Stan Dryden. He's a very good and man, Stan And we asked Dryden. him that very question. Uh, we said, excuse me, Stan, should I be celebrating Australia Day? Or He's a very he good said, man, yes, of Stan course Dryden. we should. Everyone's included. He's a, a, a fierce, are. loyal, indigenous man, but he's got the capacity to think a little outside the square and try and get everyone to be one. And he played the didgeridoo in here and he's fantastic. So yeah, we'll no, give him good. a shout out. Yeah. We Stan love it. Dryden. Can't think of his um, uh, given Indigenous name, but it's Warrapingi or something. I I'll have said back that. To you. And now, 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 Richard, Dick. Yes. You, you, before we get 
been known as a, give us your theory about the most woman the times woman of the year or whatever it is the yes. most popular person on the planet at the minute Taylor Swift and tell me what you, this is interesting I found it interesting you won't have any idea when he mentions he Dick mentions who George Soros is but you you tell us what you reckon oh well the Taylor Swift is obviously people know who she is. Um, you know she's probably the biggest pop star on the planet at the moment. And um, fans of Taylor Swift, you know, if they've been to the local JB Hi-Fi or the local record shop, will have noticed these albums turning up called Taylor's Version. Taylor's Version. Uh, the latest one I think was like 1989 was an album by Taylor Back Swift. Back catalogues. Back catalogue. Yep. So what had actually happened is is that. Um, she'd become one of the most famous uh, women on the planet, and um, you know she actually had you know she was she's become a billionaire recently, but she was still rich four years ago. And um, but some she had the opportunity to buy her back catalogue, but there was her manager or her her ex manager because she changed record companies. Her back catalogue was up for purchase, and for whatever reason, th- this person who used to be her manager, who she had a falling out with, wouldn't sell it to Taylor Swift so she could own it. They sold it to. Um, a guy by the name of uh, George Soros. And who is a communist anarchist trying to ruin the system that America's free enterprise system lives under. George Soros is a, um, you know, is a Jewish-Hungarian um, multi-billionaire. Um, he's a huge political player. He's part of the whole World Economic Forum, all this kind of stuff, and he plays a huge part in um, funding the Democratic Party in the United States. So he's very much, he was very much pro-Biden, extremely anti-Trump. And um, you know, in the last four or five years, um, Taylor Swift has come out in favour of the um, Democratic Party, which is unusual because Taylor Swift's background is country music. And as you know, most country music people... Uh, you know, from the south, and a little Red bit, necks. a little bit rednecks. Let's say that, and uh, you Nashville. know, a little bit at least sympathetic I've to the Republican the Party. So it kind of was unusual when that happened, and I often thought this was weird. What was going on? And then, then, because if, if you Google it, look it up. It look Google Taylor Swift and George Soros, and you'll find out that Soros and his sons, because his sons have taken over, because George Soros is quite old, because he was a, he was a survivor of World War Two when he was just a kid. Um, you know, very strange character if you look into him. Um, anyway, his sons they've bought up the back catalogue and I thought why would that be what, what are they trying to do I mean what, are they huge Taylor Swift fans uh, I mean it's, it's, they want to blackmail her because obviously she's not somebody she's not a sex drugs and rock and roll girl because she's clean living she's you know, Christian clean living girl and she's not heading off to Epstein Island so they can't blackmail her there so I think the only way they could figure to try and own her so is to buy her back catalogue so and if you, Dick, you, yes. you your contention was yep. was it not that her great following of the people who are country we don't say country and western now, just country music fans, which she started, are generally, uh, usually uh, Republican fans and would yep. vote Republic because that's... The, that's the, what they the do. The Rust Belt, that's the That's the Rust Belt, yeah, Middle America. And before so she can have an influence over people who might vote for her way of politics, mm. they have tried to nobble her by mm. saying, uh, don't get too... Political, or don't, uh, how about you come with us and we might give you your back catalogue back and you won't have to buy it or re release all your records so that you can own it again in your own right. Is that vaguely it? That's basically it. And it's, and if you think about it, it's extremely Machiavellian because I mean, when I first heard the story, I thought this can't be true. And then I looked it up and there are major mainstream articles about it that cover George Soros's fight with Taylor Swift. She has spoken out publicly against George Soros um, and what he's been trying to do. So it's, the story is in the mainstream press, but most people probably wouldn't know it. But you can Google it and look it up. But it's just I'm so Googling weird. So you reckon 
that George Soros is nobbling Taylor Swift to take a different stance for the upcoming election because every vote will count for the cadaver. Because, right, because she started as a country and Western singer when she was 18, but she's now become a global pop star yes. that influences young women all over the globe, not only, but particularly young women in America. And her fans are, are very loyal. I'm sure you've heard of them, Swifties. And so I guess they've just sought if they could somehow own her and I guess this was their attitude, and clearly she's resist, resisting being owned because she's re-recording her entire back catalogue, Taylor's versions. She will sooner right. will have done them all, which will give her ownership of these new masters. Now, before you think um, we're going to um, get onto this uh, theme, this is just one more thing about American politics, and people say, "Oh Christ!" But my, uh, th- this is a contention, the conspiracy theory. Chris Christie is an standing for the President of the United States. He's one of the four people, uh, Raro Sami... Haley, Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley, the Governor of... uh, Ron DeSantis. And Trump, who is 40 40 points ahead. 70% ahead, And Chris Christie is on there. He's got 2% of the vote (laughs) or something. And he is a huge... He's been giving Trump a belting... Like saying he's just incompetent and illegal and all that. And he is... He had... Christie was in the Trump administration in some capacity. In those days, yep. Trump gave him the ass because he was fat and sweating too much. And um, <laughs> You'll find he's owned sweat. by George Soros so, as well, I imagine. So uh, the, the, the conspiracy theory is that Chris Christie's campaign is being funded in part by the Democrats. By the opposition. By the Democrats, and they don't mind him saying Joe Biden is a dickhead because uh, most of the Democrats think that himself, but they want Chris Christie to keep belting Trump so that he loses popularity by one of his own belting him. So Chris Christie is being funded by the Democrats to keep going at Trump, not worrying about what he says about Joe Biden because they all probably agree with him. So there's the other thing that Soros is... So part the Democrats owner, don't part care. Owner of Channel Nine, Soros. So the Democrats don't care who wins as long as it's not Trump. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Well. Okay. Yeah. Well, there are kind of like the Rhino Republicans, they're called, and they're the, they're the kind of anti-Trump Republicans. They're they're a small school because Trump has um, really taken over the Republican Party because he's made it a populist party to a certain extent. After George W. Bush the second, um, you know. The Republican Party came to be seen as the party of very wealthy people, you know, who were sort of, you know... But Trump really took it to the people and he was able to have, Dick, you know, these mass rallies and have a huge populist uh, revolution. Dick, we... we, we, uh, we yep. Now, well done. We just don't want to go on too much about that because no one's really... We're interested, but we right. like to reflect. I'm getting back to you about the Stan Dryden. Ah, Did yep. you want it? Yep, it was Yara Manya. Yaramanya, yeah. yeah. Yaramanya. Stan, that's very nice. Name. That's his yeah. name. He's very a very nice. good man. Now, um, yes, now, um, um, I was just going to mention the, oh, no, tell me about this. The most, oh, we were, I was thinking of this the other day because uh, they said it was going to be 33, uh, the climate was going to be 33 day. It turned out to be 24 and rained. And I thought, what are the most useless organisations going around at the minute? I'll just give you, I'll give you a handful of them, see if you can add to them. All right. Um, wine tasters. Wine, Sommelier. wine, oh, wine, wine critics. Wine critics. Wine tasters. 
Oh, oh, hang on, hang on. Let's hang on. We're going to be stepping on Lord Fordham's shoes here. His dad was a uh, wine critic, wine critic, and a very good one for the Sydney Morning uh, okay. Herald. So, so that, that's fair enough. So, oh. so, so if I, if I, um, how do you pick out out of the millions of wines that are made which is good and which is not? Uh, and and it is a subjective thing about what you smell and taste and all that sort of stuff. And how come there wouldn't be about 800 other wines that are similar? And it gets down to, I'm not talking about Lord Fordham's father, but it gets down to who will give you a nice ride and give you free wine. And how, how corrupting can that be to put in a good word for our wine because it puts you on the map? The most overrated, if I gave you a... Gave you a bottle a of uh, very good wine and another reasonable wine or a cask wine. I tell you, you'd have a. I, uh, mm. The majority of people yeah. would mm. have no idea. And I know that sounds. Uh, that's just a very general statement. They're most overrated, along with food critics. Who who are food critics? They go along and they say, "Yeah, I like that food," and they've drizzled it in juice and they've made it a confit of fucking whatever and it's got uh, truffle oil on it and it's been cooked and baked and you eat it and you think yeah that's fair enough. who who does what's a wine what's a food critic there for to give you a, a recommendation what restaurant to go to i can see you love influences on well, social media the, the, so exactly how <laughs> how simple-minded are we <laughs> would it would would you go if someone said oh, i'll tell you we, we, Sue, you happened to be at the restaurant. I came over and spoke <laughs> to you at a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were, yeah. Well, I won't tell you what it was. Just I won't coincidental. Tell you. And they said it was a fantastic restaurant and I got a steak. And I ate it. it was Did the you? Wor- what? Did you get a steak? Didn't I get a steak? Yeah, I think so. I, I don't know. I wasn't, I I wasn't I there. I walked over. I said, there's Sue Stanley. I walked over. I said, how are you? I said, how's the food? She said, I like it. I said, how is yours? I said, I've had the worst piece of meat I've ever eaten. And this was recommended to us uh, by a, by a food, a food critic. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, shit. Yeah. Why, why, why maybe, do we... Right, so food critics, wine tasters. Well, it's sort of a, you know, a bourgeois spectacle a little bit, isn't it? What about know? reporters? Yeah. Reporters who give their biased opinion of what the news is oh, rather yeah. than it, giving it, a yeah, balanced... Yeah, yeah I agree. We it's try meant to, be to do here, give a balanced Not. opinion of what's going on on the planet mm-hmm. and they, they, they just speak from their own biases and we, take, we look it up and they said, oh, so-and-so said this and so-and-so. And you look it up and you said, who are these people? Mm-hmm. These are just nothing more than fucking peasants who <laughs> fucking write shit. Mm-hmm. And I've had... Jesus, have I had some shit written about me? I won't mention the two... People I mean, it used to be that fucking because it'll sound sexist, but God Almighty, and you think they j- that's just not non-factual shit that they write. Mm-hmm. But it sells. Like um, I know there so was someone the there was someone very nice in here it. most most times. It's bread and, and circuses, she says yeah. it's just clickbait. It's yeah, no Fiona. Yeah, you know Fiona's. I tell you what Fiona does beside writing gossip and giving me a building every now and again. Mm. That's fair enough. She at least rings you up. Yeah, asks you a. Opinion or your statement, and yep. we'll write down what you said. All right, won't, won't take it out of context, and might say, "Yeah, I'm a buffhead and all that," but yeah. she'll at least say, "Report accurately She'll what I say." There are a few old school journalists left. What happens if you said, "Sorry, Fiona, I disagree. I don't want you to write that." 
Do they, do they still Fiona go ahead? Says, Fiona well, not says, Fiona so much. No, I'm but telling anyway. you, Fiona. As opposed to the other steeplechaser that wrote that crap about me, I won't mention her name just to give Jackie. it the publicity. No, not her. Um, Fiona says, "You're off, are you?" It's cold. Because it's, it's this is global warming, Sam. Oh, well, this is, you know, it's, the, is I had the heater on last night. Wait I had the heater on. on. It's December. Wait we it's get on to the bomb, the Bureau of Meteorology. So, so Elise Fiona says, yeah. uh, I've got some questions to ask you off the record. Okay. As she said, and she'll ask me, and I'll give her very honest answers. And she said, now... Can I get a statement on the record right. about what you've just said off the record? And <laughs> she will never put anything on the, uh, in the paper or that she'll was never write anything that I've discussed with her off the record. So she's... That's good. That's old school. Are you uh, uh, sceptically? Yeah, she doesn't believe you. What happened, anyway, to, what happened to the good old days of journalism? No, any, I'm not saying she's a good old good journalist. But any, any Who couple, else is useless? Right, thank you. Moving on. So there was wine. So wine and film food. critics. Film critics are useless too, I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Journalists. From what I know of film critics. Is there a fourth? Frequent flyer points. They go and they review the new Marvel film and make out it's the new Citizen <laughs> Kane and yet some new brilliant little art house movie they ignore. It's just the different. star of Marvel has been up on a, a, a sex... A DV charge. Which what? one's this? What's Which that? Star? Domestic, Domestic violence. violence charge. Yeah. And Which they, star? They've gone into... Uh, gone into Marvel? Meltdown. Marvel, the star of a uh, black guy, star of Marvel mm. movie. He was going to be named Sue Fang. Sue is looking this up. <laughs> Fang? I think Fang. Sue is looking this up. Sue is looking this up. What about oh. frequent flyer points? What, how oh. irrelevant are they? Yeah. And if I you want to sit up the sharp end of a plane overseas, yep. unless you can fly at 3am in the morning on, um, on a Tuesday uh, five months from now, your frequent flyer points are useless. A That's little. just my yep, opinion. Mostly. Yep, mostly. Yeah, but you've got a book so far ahead. You do, and, and hope that there's going to be no war when you go there. Yeah. Uh, what about <laughs> uh, the, the, no, so the Bureau of Meteor? That's Jason, Jason Majors. Uh, Jonathan Majors. Jonathan Majors. Jonathan Majors, yeah. I've never heard of him. Um, one misdemeanour assault charge and one harassment violation. And what superhero was he? did he play? Oh, I haven't read that far yet. Come oh, on. <laughs> so well done for getting it. So the, the Bureau of Meteorology, well, I'd love to get someone in from the Bureau. Remember Lennox Walker, who was the... And there's a bloke before him. They could predict weather nine months out. Uh, they can't predict weather from one half an hour to another. True. And why, they, uh, why didn't they predict all the rainfall in Queensland? Why didn't they predict... Uh, so they can't... So, so they predicted, so it's meant to be 21 on Christmas Day. Yep. With southerly winds up to 30 or 40 K. How, how would you, they, yeah. how, how would you, how would you possibly predict that? And they, the, I know it's pretty important for if you're, a, if, if you're on the bay or a, or a sailor and that to get very intricate weather reports because you don't want storms coming up and capsizing. What are you doing Christmas Day? What am I doing? Yep. Well, I, have I decided that? I'm not sure. I was, I was, I was keeping an eye on Christmas Day because I was going to go on my boat somewhere. Ooh. But oh, so weather is really important to you. Yes, exactly. So I just said that. The predictions about weather on the bay is very important. But what about walking around here? Remember the day two days ago? Remember. It was 33. It pissed down. I could hardly see on the road. <laughs> 
And it was 24. Right. So, yeah, the weather Can bureau. Uh, shout out. I got one shout out. Yep. To Eddie, Eddie Maguire. Oh, that's the man I meant to write. Down. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so I on. might be preempting you. Are we no, you're not preempting me. I like spoken that. about this, but Eddie, um, millionaire hot seat. So that I don't know if anyone's interested, but they've just wrapped up filming that. I think it was the 29th of November. They finished up that filming millionaire hot seat in Docklands. And I think it plays and not out because it wasn't going well. No, that's it. Like mm-hmm. I, last night, they put the um, the show. new advertisement up for the new show that's going to be on. Looks like rubbish. And Eddie's show was still rating, so I don't know why they got rid of it. He honestly. is a star in every way, that man. And uh, why Look, he, uh, if they can't find another gig for him, um, uh, the uh, television audience and the media and entertainment will be the loser. Yep. There's only a few people here in Melbourne left who actually try and promote Melbourne mm. and all these people are getting cancelled. Like, yeah, you know. Is there an element of cancel culture in it, you think? I don't know. Yep. Well, if, you, if the show's still rating and they're getting... Why ad- do you cancel a, uh, why would you cancel a show it? that's winning? Overrated institutions. What about marriage guidance <laughs> counsellors? <laughs> <laughs> uh, could, I, could, could I just uh, just say this? If your marriage is going that well that you need to go and see a man or a woman sit opposite you and go through your life and how you're handling people and each other, I reckon it's over. Uh, Ivan, if, if uh, <laughs> yes. you, you went with the bride over to a marriage guidance counsellor yep. and the bride said, oh, yeah, Ivan's out playing golf too much or he gets home late and he's... Uh, and, Zonked. And, and, and so the something. guidance counsellor would say, well, well Ivan... Why don't you play a little less golf? And he says, "Well, my my wife, she goes out to dinner parties or lunches with women, and I think I'll, I'll go and play golf while she's doing it. Why don't you tell her to cut down the lunches? And in the end, you'll have a huge blue between the two of you. So I'm not stopping playing golf, and I'm going out to lunch. And what the? If you couldn't work that out yourself without someone saying, mm, mm. Uh, complete and giving you uh, reruns never work. Once it's over, no. it's over." All right, I'll agree. No, well, that's just me. That how well am I going? I've had <laughs> oh, seven. I didn't want to say att- that. Seven or eight attempts at it, <laughs> and uh, we could get on to the, the the nonsense they speak about the road toll. Are no. we keen on keeping the deaths on the road down? Of course of we course. are. Mm-hmm. Do we think if we put more speed cameras in, mm-hmm. uh, reduce people from driving to thirty k? Mm-hmm. Do you think that will have any effect? Do you know mm-hmm. what kills people and people? People stupidity. Idiots who are either drug fucked, yep, or drink, yep, or people who um, um, who are on the phone, mm-hmm. phone drinking, drugs are the main things. And please don't think this is um, xenophobic. No, please don't think this. Well, I had a but the amount of immigrants coming in that can't speak English that can't drive, that learn how to drive, they panic in traffic, they, if a situation happens, it's people driving the wrong side of the road down the Great Ocean Road and they mm. think, because it's just second nature to them because mm. they come, those are the, th- 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 going and trying to hammer the public into speed cameras and speed and, humps. And, and humps and all that sort of stuff, mm-hmm. They've, and we don't want people to kill themselves, but... 
Mm-hmm. Gee, the nonsense we have to put up with on the roads. And what about the roadblocks and the witches' yeah. hats and Everywhere. all the roads that don't work and the bike lanes and the talk seriously? I had an ambulance driver tell me that speed humps kill people. I said, "What do you mean by that?" He says, "He says think about it. It may slow people down, so it may save some lives." So he says, "What it does, suspension. but what it, what it does do is it slows down ambulances when they say you're having a heart attack and an ambulance is rushing to you. And if it's got to pass over, say ten speed humps, it slows it down by about forty seconds. There's nothing it can do, and that forty seconds to a minute." will kill people, you know, because that's the difference between life and death. And that goes for police, that goes for a fire. So, you know what I mean, it slows down essential services because our, you know, our essential services have to travel over these speed humps. So he says, basically, they kill people. So I was going to, I'm not going to do this now because we'll do it before the New Year's out. I was going to tell you all the things that we have spoken about that have come true. I'm going to give ourselves a nice wrap up of how we're going to stroke ourselves almost into submission about what we've said that either people have acted on or have happened but I'm not going to do that now I'm only going to finally mention that California do you know would you do this they're turning sewage the sewage treatment plants into drinking water and they're going to sell uh, going to supply the public with treated sewage would you drink uh, uh, some uh, some uh, some some shit and piss that's been turned into drinking water would you ask people to come and have a glass of nice water bill gates like wants to do that i know yeah. would you do that he loves it would you do it? Oh, what you're thinking about for, it? Yeah, what's Are you in just it serious? For me? Well, yeah. that, that'd probably well, I, be absolutely. They would, but just the thought of it. Uh, you, seriously, it's almost like the uh, Japanese I'll... prefecture uh, government official was over in Fukushima, and they said, "No, this water is being treated. We're going to release it into the yes the, um, from the nuclear the reactor." Yeah, would you go ahead and drink a glass? And he's put on the spot, mm. and he's just didn't end well. He no, just said, "No, no, no. Right. We'll just put that glass." All back. right. <laughs> well, look, that's it. So well, um, just before we go, we're not going. No. Yep. Before we have our next guest, in, yes, you're gonna. I'm, I'm nearly gonna run. I've got my skates on. No. Go <laughs> These ahead. guys are gonna join in with me, uh, just with one thing, and just sing "Happy Birthday" to Don. Ready? Yes. Okay. Three, two, one. Happy, happy birthday, birthday to you. Can't you please sing happy birthday to, to you. you? Happy, happy birthday, birthday to you. you. Happy birthday, dear Sam. Sam. Happy Sam. birthday That's to not you. My birthday. Friday. It's your oh, birthday geez, Friday. It's your birthday <laughs> three months ago. It's, it's your Friday. Six months. Let's sing happy birthday to everyone. <laughs> Our guest over here, it's his birthday at some stage. I it's should know. It's yours it. on Friday. Happy birthday, Sam. Happy birthday, Sam. Oh, come on. Well, thanks. So that was that was snuck in. Oh, yes, that oh, was, you were bushwhacked, mate. Bushwhacked. Oh, oh. How old are you? Wait, how old are you? Twelve. 